Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan. again to the eye on the ball this is your host elaine ingram it was just a few days before christmas when i met up with this week's guest um, but he graciously found the time to meet me for a chat um, just before doing his last minute christmas shopping jamar hall is one of the most exciting players to grace the athletic grounds since his he made his debut for the county team in 2016. if you watch him sprint down the wing and duck and dive away from his marker um, he's probably either going to put the ball over the bar himself or get it away to a teammate and he's just a joy to behold. It was a year of mixed fortunes for Jamar in terms of the county um, and his own club for Kill. Armagh won promotion to Division 1 in the league but they had a tough end to a tough Covid year when they lost out to Donegal in the Ulster Championship. But Jamar's club for Kill on the other hand had a fantastic finished to the year when they won the championship, the junior championship. Jamar spoke to me about all of that and he also spoke candidly about his career and his life, including some disgraceful, hurtful times uh, when he experienced racial abuse. And um, We had a great chat about all of that and lots of other stuff. And when you listen to the podcast, um, you'll hear just what a genuinely lovely, warm person Jamar is and why any young Arma supporter couldn't look for a better role model. Well, hi, Jamar. How are you? Well, it's nice to be here, yeah. So close to Christmas, yeah. So just getting ready for the rest of the season. So at least, like, uh, restrictions have loosened up a wee bit so a bit of your family can actually come to your house. Like, so it'd be nice just to be able to be able to spend time with them and appreciate it because like, you haven't actually got to see them in the past couple of months or weeks. So just be nice to be able to, be able to do that, really. Yeah, I suppose the worry is that we're going to go back into... You know, another spike after Christmas. We'd all be back in lockdown again, but sure. Oh, yeah, well, at this stage, we're probably well used to it now. We know how to deal with it. That will affect but you now with the football, though. Is when when is when are, when are our masks starting up again, or what's the situation? Yeah, I think we're well. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but I think it could be start. The league could be starting in on the twenty second of February, so it's not that far away now in terms of like getting fit and all for terms of pre-season stuff, so if it goes ahead then, I'd say we'll probably be training now January time just to get ready for that, so need a bit of preparation for that, maybe six to eight weeks before you get into that, so I don't know if COVID will affect that or not, because last time we went ahead there, just after COVID and everyone else has stopped, so um, hopefully it does go ahead, like it just give us something to look forward to if there is another lockdown. Yeah, how do you feel now about what happened with Donegal? Um, what, what what was the general feeling in the camp? Because you were you were going so well, and that was yeah. a bit of a, a big blow, wasn't it? Yeah, I just sort of feel that we uh, didn't do ourselves justice on the field. Like we didn't uh, we didn't actually compete with them, and that was the sad thing. Because we know we have the ability to compete with them teams, and we competed with them last year as well. I think the only 
base bit of paint down in Bali Buffet. He just didn't really show up today and didn't show. Do you think you were intimidated maybe because it was Donegal, maybe a bit? Because, uh, yeah, you have I wouldn't been... say intimidated. We probably just showed him a wee bit too much respect, respect and yeah. stood off them. Like, if, if you look at the Calvin game, Calvin never really gave them an inch and they got the rewards for doing that. Like, yeah. And we sort of stood off them too much around the middle. Which you hadn't been doing for the whole rest of the campaign. I mean, yeah. you, you'd been, you know, getting stuck into teams the whole way through. And like, some teams, yeah. You can't stand off in games, you just have to take the risk and maybe we just didn't do that in the day, like and just made a couple of we had the chances there at the start of the game, but we uh, made a couple of mistakes and that just became a knock on effect knock on effect and then we just lost confidence and they had scored like one seven in the second quarter and we never scored anything, so that just sorta of turned the game on its head yeah. and sorta of hard to come back from that, especially against a side like Donegal who are so good and efficient at what they do. But this would be a taste now of next year. You're you're up in Division One, which is where you want to be, and you're going to be competing against teams like this all the time. But and then that's going to be really really good for our math football. Yeah, we can't wait for that. Like that's that's what we want to be. That's what we've been working on this last uh, five or six years to get there. And yeah, that was one of our goals at the start of the year to get there and get a good run in Ulster. Like and we got one of them goals, and then obviously competing the Ulster final. So it'll be really nice to be competing against them top sides and really pushing on because the way things are looking it's going to be a divisional thing so it's sort of, sort of going to be like a mini Ulster Championship like where you're going to play Monaghan Donegal and Tyrone so it'd be nice just to really test yourself against them teams because we know we have the ability it's just a matter of showing everybody else we can, we can do it at that level yeah and you've obviously I think everybody in your team has great respect for Kieran. Uh, Kieran McGinney, I mean, he's been there how many years now? Six, five, six? Uh, I think he's been, this is going to be, he's been there six years, I think yeah. that's going to be a seventh year. Like, yeah. Yeah, Kieran's an unbelievable manager and he's thought of so much. His level of commitment, his attention to detail is just the second to none. I've never really experienced anything like that before. So, yeah, when you have him by your side, you're going well. So, you just need to maybe take more on board what he says and push up, show it in the feed more. Like, yeah, he gets a lot of criticism for what we don't do, but sometimes we need to step up as well. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a manager who will, you know, it's like the book stops here with him. He really does take it all when afterwards. He, you, yeah. you don't hear him criticising his players a lot. You know, he's very, very much a hands-on sort of manager. And um, you feel like uh, when he came in, he wanted to get a you know, pride back in the jersey. There were there were players that were leaving. You know, that were kind of, you know, given up and kind of that, that kind of thing. And he's really got a really really strong squad there now. They're really committed to it. Yeah, he really does. Like when he came in there, he tried to build like a team that had a good culture. who were committed and wanted to play for that orange top. Like and that, they're probably the main things you want to do. Like you can all have skill in the world, but if you don't have good, don't set good standards, like you're not going to perform at that high level and. That's what he's built with us. Like we came from Division Three to Division One, like and we're where we want to be now. So it's just a matter of us pushing on ourselves and getting more out of, out of us. Like so, and Kieran's helped us that tremendously. So yeah, big respect him for doing that. And you have um, Kieran Donaghy's coming in there. Yeah, Kieran Donaghy's coming in there. Yeah, yeah it was just announced yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah as coach. Yeah, that's very exciting, especially with all his experience and knowledge. Playing at such a high level, I think he's won like maybe four All Irelands, and yeah, he's just an unbelievable player. You can hear him in Sky Sports and his commentary is very good at breaking down the game. And 
And you yourself now, Jamar, you've been there since what, 2016 is when you made your... Um, yeah, 2016. Your, your second to none, flying down that pitch. Uh, <laughs> and you've, you know, you've, you really are one of the star players there and Kieran has put a lot of faith in you. Um, I know, like, at times you, you know, come on as sub and stuff like that. Yeah. More of an impact sub, sub I would suggest. You know, when, when that does happen, if yeah, you haven't well, started. Just, obviously, whoever's playing well at training and who's going to start on that day. So if you're not playing well at training and you step up a wee bit, you'll not, you'll not be playing. Like, and uh, probably a few setbacks to start here, so a couple of injuries and then just never really got in. And then boys are playing better, so whoever's playing well, that's a big thing with us, like who's going to start. But we all see the bench empty, so you have to be ready to come on a certain time make a difference. Like you can't feel sorry for yourself. So that's what you get when you're playing like, at a high level. So just have to be thinking that way. Like. Yeah. And what about the club? I mean, obviously you had a brilliant year. Um, how does that compare? You know, your your club. Uh, you know, as GA players will always say, like their club sort of com- comes first, no matter what. Yeah. So how did that feel? Like. Um, Winning the championship this year, and especially in the manner against Balik, you had to you had to do it twice against yeah. Balik, and, and two really really exciting games against two of the teams that were definitely deserved to be in the final, and uh, you know there was very little between you. Yeah, it was really nice to get there, especially playing with the club. Like uh, a few ups and downs, like we've got uh, maybe a lot of semi-finals before kill, and just haven't got over the lane. That's maybe a bit on a higher level. We've got two intermediate finals yeah. there, and then we've got the junior final in maybe 2013, and then 2013 onwards we bounced from like junior right up to senior, and then back down the junior. Yeah, so you've been a bit of a yo-yo. A bit but of a yo-yo. Small, but you're a small we're club. We're a small club, yeah, and that's you're only going to expect that. But yeah, but we've, you do we've have always, two other county players there as well. Two other county players as well. Stephen Sheridan, and you've got Paddy Burns. Paddy Burns, yeah, which is an, obviously a massive help. But yeah, we've always just got to a semi-final and have a global nine, so it was nice to actually get to the finals. We sort of knew if we got to the final, we get over the line. But obviously, that them two Blake games were a really tough test, and Blake was a really strong young side and. I'm sure you'll see in years to come them probably win the win the championship probably if it's not next year or the year after. It'll definitely be coming. But it was really nice to win with your, your close friends and all your family being there. So especially my dad, he was on the sideline, he was having out the part of the management, so it was yeah, nice your to dad be is, there. Your dad is very involved in the GAA now and he did basketball as well, I believe. Um, you know, he's done coaching. Yeah, he's a he's a basketball coach well, he would have started off coaching around Nuri, like all the schools, primary schools and couple of secondary schools over the years like um, he, just, he just loves it he's a passion was he, was it, you, you went to St Paul's was he coaching there? no he, did, he wasn't it was, uh, it was long before I was actually it was when I was only maybe five or six when I, when I was younger he would have coached around the north but I think around maybe 2005 or six, he moved down to school in Drada St Albert Plunkett's where he, he coaches out a full time now like, so he's there the whole time so he's been there maybe 15 years or so but yeah, he just has a real passion for, for, for sport. He just he just really really loves it. He loves just helping people out and really trying to push people on and sort of stuff like that. So yeah, he just be, loves being around it. So is that where you got it from? The the love of sport. Yeah. Um, I th- I think I, I think it'd be fair to say now, if your dad was a basketball player, you don't have the stature to be really for basketball to be your no. your main your main sport. Um, but um, he played. Your, your dad is from Maryland. Yeah. Originally. Yeah. 
and he married your mum and moved over to Armagh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he was a football player and a basketball player over there. Yeah, well, he probably would have been, like, obviously he played, I think he played three different sports, would have played baseball, basketball, and American football. American football, yeah. And then American football would have been one of his main sports then when he went to college, like, and then I think he got a couple of injuries, and he was on, like, a couple of second-string NFL teams, like, um, I don't think it quite worked out for him due to injury, so, uh, yeah, he, just, he pushed himself to try and make it, obviously, over there, and then, like, that sort of then things didn't sort of pan out the way you want them. But then yeah, a couple of maybe ten years or so after that, he, I think my mom was working over in America and sort of met him over there, and then the rest, uh, as they say, the rest is history really <laughs> now. <laughs> and how did he settle into our? How did he settle in Armagh? I mean, they obviously made the decision to move back here. Yeah. Um, and he immersed himself in the GAA scene over here. Yeah, well, I think he's here from. I think my sister, my sister was born over in America, and then he came here like '92, like so. What's that? 28, 28 years ago or so, like so. Yeah, as I said, there he he started off actually coaching around youth clubs and schools and all, and sort of just built his uh, his uh, sort of clientele through that. And it's probably his personality, and he's sort of like real confident and outspoken, not in a bad way, like. But he just brings that sort of confidence that you'd see many American people have, like so. I think that just shone through for the GAA Does scene. Does still have his American accent or is there any bit of Armagh in there? Oh, there's a bit of Armagh, a few of the words he well, says. Well, you haven't got any any American accent at all. It didn't no, well, I've been living here all my life, so... Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> well, some words <laughs> Yeah, but say, some people, like... Yeah. Um, I'm from Dublin and some people say that my kids um, have a bit of a Dublin accent, even yeah. though they've lived here all their lives. Oh, well, some words <laughs> might come out of it, but... Uh, not too often because you're not really around. It's probably here. more phrases than anything else. Yeah, more phrases. You're not really. Yeah. I lived in America for many, many years, so I know. Yeah, you're not really around too many American people around here, apart from my dad and house. So it's probably mostly the South Armagh accent that here come out of my mouth. Now I have to say, I know you've spoken about this tomorrow, and um, did your dad? Did your dad get um, a, a lot of racial abuse himself when he moved over here, or has he over the years? Because you yourself have spoken about this, and I know it's a subject that uh, actually does, you know, need to be addressed. And you, as a sports person, you you, you have a platform. So, yeah. I I don't know if you're um. Do you want to do you watch tennis at all? No, not really. No, no. not really. Um, well, the the U.S. Open champion Naomi Osaka during the during the U.S. Open, she um, and it was after the whole George George Floyd thing. Um, she came on every day. She wore a face mask and it had um, a name of one of the uh, police, one of the black people that had been killed over in America through yeah. um, police brutality, and it was a really, really powerful message. And she, she had said, you know, basically, she actually didn't say anything. She just that was her statement and that was it, and she didn't yeah. need to say anything. Yeah. But she had this huge platform, and you have a huge platform because you know you're loved and adored by many of these, you know, kids who you know we're looking for your autograph and look up to you and things like that so yeah. you know i i think it's a really good thing that you ca- can come out and say that this exists because if you ask a lot of um you know if you ask managers or if you ask people higher up the pa- you know they say you say is there any racism in sports and yeah. they say oh no 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 it doesn't exist we make sure it doesn't exist you know yeah, but it does exist. I mean, you've yeah. experienced it yourself. Yeah, well, not so much my dad, like, because maybe he's a bit older and he's not really on, on the field, like. But yeah. 
sometimes it happens just um, like maybe something might happen in the field. It could be either aggression or frustration or something. Like that's my experience of it happening on the field. Like, so you like think it's just it's just something to say? Yeah, well, it's different when I think an adult says it because they know what they're they're trying to get out of it. Because like obviously when you're younger, people don't know like the deep meaning behind what they're gonna say to a person. Like yeah, as you do when you're younger, you're not really sure of like certain things like that. They're just words, yeah. They're just words, but I think when you get older and people shout them words out to try and insult you, like there's sort of maybe more of a meaning behind it. They're trying to really get you, like personally, like and. I think it's just because um, they're trying to get you personally, you just feel like single out and just sort of eat you up and say when someone does say something like that. But anything was happening to me, like I think the person, people didn't know what they're saying because they actually never said it in my face. It was like shouted out when I was turned away or it wasn't actually like directly to me So or well, someone else heard it. So I think they clearly know what they're saying yeah. if they don't say it directly to your face because yeah exactly they yeah. do know what they're saying and yeah. do you think that stems from you know do you think there needs to be more education in schools and stuff like that or does it start from well it starts from home I suppose yes yeah, I'd say it probably starts from home too because what you learn at home like you tend to take out in yeah. society so but obviously education in school will help but the way things are going now there's going to be just more diversity in schools and all there's information Europeans people from all, all over the world well, that's that's a brilliant thing so Ireland that's has a, changed yeah that's probably a major thing because people aren't around like different cultures all the time so maybe they're not aware of what to say and maybe one person comes out with a thing and then they just basically copy or repeat it and then that could be the same at home like so yeah obviously it starts at home and then obviously education in school is a massive thing through to try and educate people on how to like, speak to different cultures or yeah, because it's, make, it's, make it more inclusive for other people as well. Yeah, because it's like, they, they say like everyday racism where people just, you know... Yeah, sort of casual are, thing that they just say these certain things that don't think they mean anything because they're not in the company of that certain race and they don't think it is being racist, but it certainly is. Like, I'd say if like, another race was there or some of a different ethnic background, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be saying them things, basically, like, yeah. Well, some people might care, but I'm sure if the majority, the majority, yeah, well, you just don't know. Like, it just depends who the person is and who they hang around with and stuff like that. And and what about like on social media and stuff like that? Do you ever get anything like? Has it, have you ever experienced anything? Like no, I've never experienced. Well, that's. I was lucky enough not to experience any social media, so I'm thankful for that. Like, but and it has happened in terms of racism. I've always had great support by my friends, my family, my club team, my county team, and also. Yeah, you just, it's just nice to have that, have that support and know that it's not acceptable. Yeah, it's not acceptable. And um, in terms of, you know, things like sport now for, for everybody, um, these the times that we're in, um, it's hard for everyone. Do you think sport helps young men and women um, me- mental health-wise? Do you think sport is a huge thing at the moment? Because Yeah, I know myself, especially. Like, it's, just, it's great just to get out of the house and even go to the gym well you're a personal do, trainer aren't you yeah well personal training is worth trying addition like uh, me and Blaine Hughes actually set up a business there over lockdown there. oh really uh, HMH Performance like, but where's that in Armagh uh, well it's based online based online at the moment but hopefully now in the year we're going to get a gym set up and stuff like so we're able to take clients one on one and work with teams and stuff and so we try and really work with teams athletes and then general population too like so in terms of fat loss and 
Channel Fitness, like so. Yes, I'm signing up. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get <laughs> you, you in there, don't worry. You'll, <laughs> you'll have loads of clients, especially after um, everybody piling on the pounds during lockdown, which is, oh, a, which is generally yeah, well, a general complaint. And now Christmas is on top of that. Yeah, well, <laughs> people generally try and start off Christmas, so it'll be fine time of year to sort of get business. But yes, yeah, nice to see that more people are, are trying to stay fit and healthy these days. Like, even over lockdown, people are getting out, you know, doing the 5Ks and 10Ks. It's and unbelievable. Putting up on social media, and even the way people eat now, they're always taking pictures of the food. And they're, Promoting this word healthy, healthy luck on Instagram, or whatever it is. Like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm a chocolate bar later on that night, probably. Yeah, we'll put that up on Instagram. <laughs> just put the good stuff up. Yeah, yeah I walk up in, um, I walk up in Kilbrony a lot. Up, I always have. Yeah. And all of a sudden now, it's bloody packed up there. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you see people doing a lot of mountain walks now because yeah, everybody's because mountain they've, walking. They've nothing really else to do, but obviously they're seeing the benefits of it like maybe for your mental health just getting out and exercise having a chat having yeah, and realising what we have on our doorstep and not even people exactly you don't really use it and you don't really look around seeing you're always just really stuck in your phone and not really getting out of the house and maybe people have seen the benefits from just getting out and even if it is walking you don't have to run just getting out and being active like. yeah you know. yeah and sport you know yeah sport is just a, it's yeah, even, just a great thing it's and uh, but even for for you the camaraderie of having teammates and stuff like that for for athletes like you, oh, it's unreal. Like even just like come back to our matching or even for Taylor, just crack you had, just a bit of banter. Like it just keeps you going and like the social side of things too. Like just going talking to your teammates before and after training. Like just do a bit of slag and it goes on and stuff like that. And, Actually, funny enough, Fort Hill, we didn't think we had that many players this year, only for COVID. Like, a lot of boys came back because it was a shorter season, and I think they really, really got the best out of them from that, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I never thought of that, actually. Yeah. yeah. A lot of boys decided to commit more because it was that shorter season, and actually ended up enjoying it more because it's only over a short period of time. Like, maybe they got more time to think about with COVID and stuff, so yeah, it was nice to see that, too. Like. Yeah. And there was lots of. Um, Lots of other stuff that went on. Now I have to say to you, um, you were beaten by Kelly Mallon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Throw my hats off, Kelly Mallon. She's an unbelievable popper. So <laughs> can't really have too many complaints about that. It was the that, kick like. pass challenge. Uh, I think it was like. I think I don't mean all in one day, so uh, I was, we were tired that day. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. I was like, I know she made me fair and square. Like she's unbelievable feeding her. So yeah, fair play to yeah, the yeah. ladies have done very well. Um, um, they, they won their match um, there last week. Yeah, beat Monaghan there with two points. Like, and then they were actually unlucky against Dublin there two weeks ago. Like, but yeah, they're an unbelievable team to watch. They've, they've come on so much in the last couple of years, and the level of skill and fitness is just keeps improving every year. Like, and fair play to them. Like, they're a quality side. Do you think there's anything that the men's men's football can learn from the ladies in terms of rules? I'm always asking this, and I've often wondered about see the stop clock. Why is uh, that not used? I mean, yeah, funny enough, my, sense, my dad always says that because that's to do in that's basketball, basketball. And just stop the clock, and then there'd be no arguments really. Once the clock stopped, then like yeah, the amount of time no, people are complaining about the referee putting on adding time or taking not putting on enough time and all the rest. If there was a stop clock, but it just doesn't it just make sense? Yeah, it makes far more sense. Like if the clock just stopped, and then you know how much time is left in the clock, then it's plain and simple. Like it's yeah, there's no simple way just to do it, but. I've, I just think the odd times put in there for a wee bit of excitement at the end of the game, like. Yeah. So they just be with entertainment really than anything else, like. But 
Yeah, stop clock would probably be probably a good thing. It's just going to be the same I mean, thing, they bought actually. in the black card yeah. eventually. Yeah. The um, from the ladies' game. Yeah. You know, which, which to me was a no-brainer as well. But yeah. Oh, they wouldn't really be <laughs> we, too much of a fan of the backyard. There's too many different. Uh, Interpretations of the really well, like so. No, but in terms of you know the way they had it initially, where you go off and then another player comes on instead of you. Oh well, that like that didn't that kind of didn't make a lot of sense because that could be used as a tactic as well. Oh yeah, especially towards the end of the game, like last ten minutes, if you want to make technical fouls, you're just gonna you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, like, you can take yeah. one for the team and all that kind of. No, thing. It, and really if you're sent the, off, the only thing good about that black card now is like you know you're gonna be you're gonna be off like so. So you know you're yeah, going you know to be sent in for 10 minutes, so you're not going to make them silly fouls then. Like, yeah, because... It stops the, you from doing them things and stop maybe they're on a play of a team trying to get back in the game. So that's the only positive in the last maybe 10, 15 minutes of the game when you know you're going to be down a man, you're going to be down to 14, so... Yeah, but you wouldn't be... That wouldn't... You, you don't get sent off very much now tomorrow, sure you don't? No, I think <laughs> I've been sent off maybe once in a day. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, who is the best player you've ever played against? Played against, um, perhaps uh, probably Michael Murphy. Like he's, he speaks for himself. Like he's had for many years. He's played county football now. I think it's maybe over ten, and he's still only thirty. Like so, he's just unbelievable. He can do everything. He's good in the air. He's strong. He's physical. Play full forward, midfield, centre half forward. No matter where you put him, he's going to be effective. He's a real driving force for Donegal. Like. Yeah. And what about the best player you've ever played with? Um, it's tough on there. Like, well, <laughs> I suppose people have different attributes. It just depends on what what position you're talking about. Yeah. Like, um, well, who's who? Who do you think? Well, I can't. You can't say who contributes the most to your team. That's a ridiculous you know, question. <laughs> everything contributes. So it's yeah. Team effort. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anybody on who's not on who's not on the Arma team that you would be hugely um, respectful of, apart from Michael Murphy? Yeah, well, obviously you'd have to look at the Dublin players. Like. Yeah. Uh, not actually fortunate enough to get to play. I'd say the likes of like Brian Fenton and stuff and Conor Gallagher and all them are top top players. Like, would they've been who have been inspirational to you? Um, you know, in your career, is there anybody you've really looked up to and tried to emulate? Especially when I was younger. Yeah. Well, obviously, it would have been the O2 team from Armagh. It would have been the likes of all the forwards because obviously I am forward myself. So the likes of Steve McDonald, Ronan Clark, Jeremy Mars, and Ashley McConville. Yeah. You always would have been looking after them and trying to emulate what they had done after games and stuff like. Yeah, and your your quality, I suppose, the you would have to say like your speed and your agility mm. would be your you know really strong strong suits. Mm. You know, if they they, they think that you work on all the time. Eh, uh, yeah. Well, I would work on them things like um, you know, you have to use your maybe your size to your advantage, even being smaller, because if you do have that bit of speed and agility. And you are smaller, it's hard for the bigger man to get oh, their yeah. hands on you. Like so if you're able to drop your shoulder and cut a different direction, use your pace and power and that way it's it's hard to stop. Like even seeing smaller players against us for Donegal, the likes of Adam Hogan and Ryan McHugh call us a strategy team, so yeah, you have to use your them attributes to your advantage, like so yeah, I would work on them a good bit. Like. Yeah. And what um the hopes for next next season now? What are the what are the, the, the goals to yeah, well, in terms of club and county? Well, well obviously with the county there, you want to be staying up in Division 1 because that's where you work so hard to get. You don't want to be going back down Division 2 because you want to play at that standard and prove you yeah. can 
beat them teams and then that'd be good for the odds championship obviously you want a really good run definitely you want to be the Ulster championship you want to be getting to an Ulster final there definitely yeah because that's that's been something that's eluded Armagh at the, the Ulster championship I mean that's it has to be a, a, big, a big one for you oh it's massive like we just need to prove ourselves as players that we can we can get there because we haven't got there yet we have the talent we have the ability we just need to get the right performances at the right time so I think being up in Division 1 will give us maybe better experience of playing them better teams and maybe more maybe know-how on the field at certain times we've got game management sometimes we let ourselves down with that there like, so hopefully the experience of Division 1 does give us that bit more knowledge on that like. yeah and a bit more yeah confidence against those, yeah. those big teams because that's what you do need and four kill now as well up in in, in, in the in intermediate intermediate yeah well so this time you before, want to like, stay there <laughs> yeah well, this time we want to stay there we obviously went down from 2A to 2B and then 3 but we want to try and maybe stay well we want to get maybe win 2B like, and then we want to have a good run in the intermediate championship because no matter what sort of team we have we've always got done well in the championship in the intermediate so we've always got the semi-finals so I'd say we, we look in the first, have a good run that too, and maybe get to the final. Like, and then like, so just, I don't see why not. Like, cause keep all your players. If we keep, keep them yeah, all here, don't let any of them leave again. Yeah, if we keep the same team and a few young lads coming through there, are good players. So if we keep them all there, there's no reason why we can't push on. And is Stephen Sheridan still going to be the captain? Yeah, it's it's a well like Stephen's a very good leader, a very good talker, and oh, he's a good talker. He talked for about fifteen minutes after the final. <laughs> oh no, they're going to turn the mic off one stage. I know. <laughs> we were all standing there frozen. Oh, he's a great leader, even with our mother. He's a great leader, a great talker. But yeah, Stephen will be the captain. He just takes that role naturally. He's always always been like that, and always will take that uh, bit of weight on the shoulders like a such. Like, so yeah, I'm sure he will be there. Yeah, and um, what do you think of the new kit, by the way? I think it's yeah, it's very nice. Something different, new crest and all. Like uh, there was a bit of controversy about the crest, the color of the crest. Yeah, I think people were giving out about it. But I think, out like twenty yeah. years ago, it, it was the same as that. It only changed over the, the last twenty years, something to do with crest or something. But yeah, I like it. It's something different, it's something fresh. So yeah. why not? Like <laughs> new, new, new beginnings, new um, life in, in up in Division One, and yeah. your your new kit. Your... Yeah, I just have to go and wear it with pride now. Like yeah. no point having a new kit and not getting the performances like looking all fancy but just have to go and start winning more games now like. yeah well I've every faith I've, I've seen you guys playing up now to know that you have it in you and yeah Donegal was a bit of a blip there but um, you, I think you definitely can sometimes learn more from defeats like that than anything else you know you know games like that can teach you an awful lot oh definitely like we just know we never played after ability and we know what standard Donegal's at we yeah just, it'd, be wor- it'd be worse if you if you if you played as well as you possibly could and they, and they did that to you, you know, yeah well, at least we, we know we have a lot to work, to work on, on but just yeah. the sad thing was we didn't really bring the like fighting aggression to the game and the competitive edge so we just know we need to go out and just maybe take more risks in games rather than holding back like so yeah because that's when you're at your best yeah you can see the likes of Mayo like they always talk about like taking risks and stuff and playing that High level, high intensity game, and they always rate the rewards from taking them less. So the only thing, to, the only thing about that is you do tend to Armagh do tend to get punished um, by referees quite a lot. And I know Kieran is alluded to this, but he doesn't like to get into it too much. But um, you know, he's he has said that that you know you tend to get the brunt of the refereeing decisions. You know, you get punished for fouls more more than other teams at times. So yeah. when you're when you are being aggressive. 
you have to have that really fine balance of not getting given away those frees. Yeah, well, you, know? you obviously have to be, be smart in that too, and just me basically like bringing that intensity and being there with your man and not stand yeah. off and let him dictate what you're going to do. You need to yeah. put the pressure on him, and I just feel we didn't do enough of that rather than actually going in and hitting people. Like, yeah, yeah. And even when we were on the ball, like you can be aggressive on the ball too. So we never went with like intent and pace after yeah. the defender sometimes we sort of didn't know what to do we're shot guessing ourselves maybe the decision take a us, overthinking it maybe be a bit of nerves and stuff like sort of let us down but yeah it's definitely something we can work on and we know we can we can do that and beat them teams yeah alright Jamar thanks very much it's been a pleasure talking to you yeah it was, it was nice to get on the, on the podcast yeah, I really enjoyed that great I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Eye on the Ball. If so, subscribe to our podcast and to Arma Eye. If you have any suggestions about what you'd like to hear or any comments at all, feel free to send us a message or leave a comment. And I hope you'll join me next time for The Eye on the Ball. Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan.